Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Rosewood Weekly Podcast. My name's Andy Lighty. Today, we complete our three-part sermon series for Thanksgiving with a discussion on gratitude. Can't very well talk about Thanksgiving without talking about gratitude. Now, at our church in Rosewood, we are no strangers to the concept of gratitude. We've talked about it on many occasions, and frankly, I'm not sure that we can talk about it enough. It's uh, one of the primary ways that we can be identifiable as Christians, people transformed by Christ out in the world. As we all know, gratitude is not the norm in the world at large. We've also discussed the growing scientific consensus around the power of gratitude, and I always enjoy reading these studies. I, I love to see how the, the wisdom that we find in Scripture uh, gets discovered as something new and novel by science. Um, I have said before, I'll say it again, I, I think science at its best is discovering what the Bible tells us to be true uh, all along. And one of the most recent was actually conducted by researchers at the University of Hong Kong during the height of the pandemic. And it focused on people who were experiencing negative emotions and general life outlook. And they released their findings on 20 October of, of this year, and they found that a focus on gratitude resulted in a significant difference in positive emotions over the baseline. And this finding, of course, comes as a surprise to absolutely no one at this point. No one is surprised by this. We, we know this. At this point, we all understand that gratitude and fostering a spirit of gratitude within us is a life-changing thing. And, of course, the Bible has been clear on this point from the beginning. The Hebrews learned gratitude within the law, which instructed them to give thanks for all things. David, through the Psalms, gives thanks to God in all times and in all situations, good days and bad. Even on the night of his betrayal, Jesus did not neglect to give thanks to his Father as he broke the bread at the Last Supper. The instruction to the early church in the Bible is just as full of appeals for people to show gratitude. I'll give you just a few examples. This is from Acts chapter 24, verse 3. In every way and everywhere, we accept this with all gratitude. That is, what is happening in our life. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 says, Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this from Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Even in the book of Revelation, at the time when all creation is fully redeemed, the song of creation will be this, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. That is a song of gratitude and thanksgiving. The Bible speaks with one voice when it comes to gratitude. In all things and at all times, we are to be people of gratitude. 
We are to focus our mind on the goodness of God, which is all around us, and not on the things that would give our minds over to complaint and negativity. So, going forward, I I think there's a logical question that we need to address. And the question is this. If everyone agrees that gratitude is so good for us, and that it is a requirement of those who seek to be like Jesus, why does it seem that it is so elusive in our lives? Not just the non-believer, but in the lives of Christians as well. Why does our mind keep wanting to revert back to negativity and complaint? Well, it's important to understand and appreciate that it is not the factors of your life that make you predisposed towards being a person who complains or a person of gratitude. It's just not. We know that this is true because we have all seen people, known people, who've been blessed with every earthly comfort and still never stop complaining. Just as we know people who seem to get hit with one trial after another, but they never stop smiling. They never stop giving thanks to God. As Christians, as people who believe in the existence of an eternal soul, we understand that we live in a state of dual nature. As we grow in Christ, we develop the interests of the, ne- uh, the nature of our spirit. Our spirit. Our spirit is made for intimacy with God, to rejoice in God's ways and designs, to know God and to love God completely. Your spirit's default setting, then, is gratitude in all things. At the same time, we exist in this material, mortal body. It was designed to work in perfect concert with our spirit. That's what it was made to do. But we know that because of sin, the body has become corrupted. Your body's default setting is self-preservation and self-interest. And we, we might hear that and think, well, okay, that, that doesn't sound too bad. And it's not so much that its nature is to be whiny or to be negative, but that it is always on the lookout for problems and threats, things that might do it harm. Again, self-preservation, self-interest. And this results in a focus on things that are bad and negative and perceived to be dangerous. So as long as we are living primarily um, by the power of the flesh, we're going to be prone to focus on complaint and negativity. When we are in Christ, the power of our corrupt nature starts to decline, and the power of our spirit starts to increase. Shifting to gratitude is a byproduct of growing in Christ and dying to self. It's not that we simply choose gratitude over complaint, but we understand that by the transforming power of Jesus, we're given the power to make that choice. Understanding that we, you know, what we just discussed here, we can see why gratitude 
is not something that we do simply because it is owed to God, although that's true. We want to be people of gratitude because when gratitude is our focus, we are living in the power of the Spirit. We embrace gratitude. We are making the choice to live that true and full life that Jesus is growing within us. So many times in his letters to the church, Paul talks about how our old nature is being reduced, put off, put to death, so that the new life may grow within us. To choose gratitude over complaint is to do exactly this. Now here's the amazing thing. The redemptive nature of our relationship with Christ not only saves our soul from the punishment of sin after our bodies die, it actually works renewal and rebirth in us while we're still in these bodies. So I want to go over, since it is Thanksgiving after all, a few of the benefits that God gives us for choosing gratitude. All these benefits have been borne out in scientific study, which once again goes to show that science really acts to reveal, not to disprove, the truth of God. There are so many that I'm just going to hit on some of the highlights. It has emotional benefits. People who choose gratitude are happier, more positive, have higher self-esteem, and report an increase in feelings of general well-being. It has social benefits. People who choose gratitude have more friends, closer friends, than people who choose complaint. Gratitude improves the, the quality of our relationships and our friendships. Critically, it is shown to help children cope with anxiety and depression when there's a serious traumatic event within a family. It has personality benefits. Choosing gratitude causes you to think more positively. It creates within you an optimistic attitude. It makes you more generous and less concerned with yourself. It makes you inherently less materialistic because instead of focusing on what you don't have, which drives shopping and spending and acquiring, you are focused on what you do have from a place of gratitude. If you're working in a job or, or leading any organization, gratitude has benefits for leadership and management. Choosing gratitude reduces impatience. It gives you a better perspective. It improves your decision-making. It causes you to find meaning and purpose in your work, especially when that work is challenging. Gratitude creates the condition for proper work-life balance. It reduces work-related stress. And then finally, it has health benefits. Choosing gratitude can create a significant reduction in depressive symptoms if you're a person who suffers and struggles with depression. People with hypertension who regularly take up a regimen of gratitude, and we're going to talk about what that looks like, have seen their blood pressure reduced. Other documented benefits are improved sleep, increased tendency to exercise, and then faster recovery even from illness or injury. Now, everything that I just shared with you here is documented. As Christians, we should not be surprised by any of this. All this shows me 
is that when you are focused on the Spirit, when you are embodying gratitude as a part of your life, if it is God's design that we be people of gratitude, then we should expect that following and cooperating with God's design would have a load of positive outcomes. So let me ask you, do you want to see your life transformed by gratitude? If you do, then choose it today. Make it your choice, your conscious choice. Whatever the facts of your life are, you can choose gratitude. You were made by the God who loves you to be a person of gratitude. Therefore, as Christ is redeeming you, gratitude is a choice you can choose. If you want to choose the nature of the Spirit of God over the nature of your fallen, corrupt self, then by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have the ability to every day make that choice. You really do. So let's talk about how we get started. This is, a, for me, a, a journey I have to walk in my own life. And, and uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest and tell you, it's, it's not something that you arrive at. It's not even something that you <laughs> necessarily can get uh, really good at. It, it is a daily decision, a daily decision. And so the first thing we have to do is make time. I can't think of a better time to focus on gratitude than in our time of prayer, which is there uh, goes to say, of course, assuming that you have a time of prayer. Friends, if you don't have a time that you set aside to pray, do it. That needs to be your job number one. So get that in order and then... Making this time is especially true when we are trying to develop gratitude within us. Just, just think about any talent or skill that you're trying to create within yourself. We use scheduled, consistent practice to get to where we want to be. To use a sports analogy, a football team practices during the week so that they can have success on Sunday. And gratitude is no different. If you want to be able to choose gratitude in the heat of the moment, when your day and the stress of your day is giving you the choice to choose negativity or gratitude, if you want to be able to choose gratitude, then you have to start by making it the focus of each day, making it a part of your prayer life. Find that time that works for you and then ferociously defend it from all other commitments and distractions. It is worth making a priority. The second thing that I would give to you uh, is this. Get specific. When you come to God in gratitude, get specific about what you are thankful for. If your prayers of gratitude are generic or vague, the gratitude that you are looking to foster in your life won't connect to the actual facts of your experience. For example, instead of praying, Lord, thank you for your goodness, pray, Lord, on this day, I am grateful for my wife who took time out of her day to pick up the kids 
after their school so that I could finish the report at work that I had due today. Or even this, Lord, today I'm grateful that I got to experience such professional excellence from the mechanic who fixed my flat tire. I could feel your love within him. If you think that's silly, or if it makes you want to roll your eyes, I can tell you with a straight face that both of those are pulled directly from my prayer life this week. And all I can tell you is don't knock it till you try it. We're going to go through these things either way. The stresses of life are going to come. How you address it, how you meet it, makes the difference. And then just continue to capture your thoughts. A few months, ba- few months back, we dedicated a, a good deal of time to the passage of 2 Corinthians chapter five, 10, verse 5, which says, We demolish arguments and every, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I encourage you to remember and revisit this powerful verse as you seek to become a person of gratitude. You do have the ability to hold your thoughts to account. You do have the ability to move from a focus on negativity and complaint to a focus on gratitude. You have this ability not because you are strong, but because the power of Jesus Christ is alive within you. And if you choose him, if you choose his life and his way of living, then he will create the transformation within you. My friends, I hope that this week you'll seek a renewed spirit of gratitude within you. Build it into all aspects of your life. Let it begin and end your prayers. Let it shine through your conversations with others. Let it be the focus of your inner dialogue. Choosing to live a life focused on gratitude to the God who made us, loves us, and saved us is not just good for you. It is living the way you were designed to live. Lord, teach me to offer you a heart of thanksgiving and praise in all my daily experiences of life. Teach me to be joyful always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all my circumstances. I accept them as your will for my life. I long to bring pleasure to your heart daily. Break the power of the enemy in my life. Defeat him through my sacrifice of praise. Change my outlook and attitude into one of joyful contentment with my present circumstances. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Friends, thank you so much for being uh, here today, for listening to this. Uh, Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember to share that gratitude with everybody that you're going to be sitting down at the table with, and remember to give it to your Father God. Have a great week, and I'll see you here next week. One more.